Welcome to Healthline 3. I'm Jade Belexa. Today we're discussing nutrition and surviving cancer. Joining me now is registered dietitian and lifestyle medicine specialist Julie Hartley with the Willis Knighton Cancer Center. Thank you so much for being here today, Julie. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Such an important topic to discuss. It sure is. And be sure to call us at 318-219-4569 to get your questions answered about cancer survivorship. Well, first off, Julie, tell us, define cancer survivorship. So cancer survivorship is a very important part of care. Um, it takes place after um, intense treatment, maybe if it's chemo or radiation, um, when the patients can't really focus so much on anything else but treatment. But sometimes those treatment can have effects on the health, you know, maybe with their digestive system or, you know, other parts. And so we really want to focus survivorship on after the treatment um, that maybe their lifestyle you know, uh, the way they were living their lifestyle before treatment, maybe needed some attention, maybe their diet wasn't so great, and even um, take care of some of the things that happened during treatment. So tell us the role nutrition plays in survivorship. So any type of prevention, and when we talk about um, survivorship, we're specifically talking about secondary prevention, but all the things that we will likely discuss today um, will include any kind of prevention, um, whether it's specifically cancer-related or even heart disease or, you know, Alzheimer's or diabetes. A lot of these things that we're going to discuss have a root in decreasing inflammation, and that seems to be the root cause of all of our chronic disease, but it's very important as we discuss cancer survivorship. And how many, let's, let's kind of start with the, with the basics here. Um, so if someone's going through treatment uh, or maybe even wrapping it up, mm -hmm. tell us, uh, let's, let's start with fruits and vegetables. How, how many servings mm -hmm. should someone eat of, of vegetables and, and fruit? Uh, I'm glad that you brought that up. Fruits and vegetables definitely should be the heart of anyone's diet, but especially someone wrapping up cancer because of all the phytonutrients. So we say food is medicine because of the way um, it reacts to the bodies, how it nourishes the cells, how it increases the immune system. So we really want to get fruits and vegetables closer to like the nine and 10 servings a day. And although that sounds like a whole lot, um, you know, when you have a big salad or maybe a smoothie, I mean, we could knock out, you know, four or five just in, you know, just in those things. But now let me also be clear, when I say fruits and vegetables, especially this time of year, a lot of people hear the word fruit and it's, you know, lots of apples and grapes and watermelon and stuff, which all are good, but when we talk about fruits and vegetables, uh, we m really mean like more two servings of fruits and the rest vegetables, because um, we do call it nature's candy, and so it can be too much sugar for, for some people um, that are, uh, you know, getting out of treatment. It could have affected their blood sugar negatively, where they're now uh, struggling with diabetes or insulin resistance, so we do want to pay attention to all those factors, but green vegetables, green light, you know, for uh, really eight to nine servings. They're that powerful. Wow. And so um, I guess protein too, you should eat less protein than say vegetables as well. Yeah. And, and it's really in, in moderation. So if you look at the plate, half of the plate really should be the fruit and vegetable component. But protein is absolutely important, especially as we, um, you know, talk about survivorship. A lot of people might have lost a lot of weight. Sarcopenia is something that really happens during cancer treatment, um, which is muscle wasting. And so we do want to rebuild that muscle and we have to have protein to do that, but we, we need the fruit 
fruits and vegetables to take the larger, you know, the larger spot, which there's still some fruits and uh, vegetables with protein in it, but you know, a, a smaller, maybe a fourth of the plate should be dedicated to animal product products. And when I say that, I mean really clean animal products. Um, you know, the organic pasture-raised, maybe you know, eggs and chicken, and even you know, even some beef. But it does play a much smaller role. Mm -hmm. And tell me, are there some foods that people should possibly staying away from? I would imagine that processed food is, is something that could be maybe something that not necessarily dangerous, but you should probably eat less of, right? Right. I would use the word dangerous. That's, oh, okay. that's a great description. Um, we call it the standard American diet um, is highly processed, ultra processed foods really is what I'm talking about, highly palatable foods um, that does increase the risk for cancer. And so when we're talking about survivorship and secondary prevention, um, pro you know, ultra processed foods, you know, and this is a, a great way to kind of explain it and make it simple, we say things need to come from a plant and never been through a processing plant, meaning that, you know, um, an apple is a completely different thing than apple jacks, which would be like an ultra processed food and even and even applesauce. So the least amount of processing um, the food, you know, has the better. We want really whole foods and a good way to describe this too is that, you know, if you have to drive up to a window to get your food, that's an ultra processed food and can likely can contain carcinogens. So this is a word that people might not be familiar with because these are cancer causing agents that are still in foods. So it is, you know, would what I would be considered um, dangerous. So another great way to think about this is that if your great grandmother wouldn't recognize it as food, you know, it's probably not. And it probably is ultra processed. So sometimes people say, oh, I'm eating, getting my protein from these new potato chips that have like 10 grams of protein. It's an ultra processed food. I'd really rather you you know, get a good pastured clean egg or some pastured meat or some, you know, whole um, yogurt, you know, uh, that's unsweetened. So there's a lot of things that, w that people are confused about when it comes to nutrition and, and what that means. Oh, wow. You just opened my eyes to something. <laughs> that's so important. Okay, so everyone out there, avoid processed foods mm -hmm. as much as you can. Right. Ultra, mm -hmm. ultra processed, highly palatable. If we have to look on the label to see what the food is. One of my favorite uh, things to do with like kids is have them read the back of the label. And if it's like they have to sound out the words, you know, it sounds like a chemistry experiment, it doesn't belong in our body. And so even though we are talking to a lot of people, adults out there, this is still great rule. If you can't read it, don't eat it is a great way to remember it. I like that. Julie, really good information here. So tell us, what are the benefits to seeing a, a dietitian in survivorship like you? Um, the great benefits, um, you know, sometimes we think that a lot of this is just common sense, and a lot of it is. Like we said, if our grandparents used to eat it, it should be real food. We shouldn't have any problem. But now, because there's so many things that um, are advertised as healthy, and they might say healthy on the box, you know, you might need a coach um, to get you through and just kind of help you, you know, weed through 
through all the things that are hype and, and what really is going to be personal for you. So like I said, um, I deal in all different kind of diets. Um, there, there really is not one specific way that uh, one person, you know,'s diet is not necessarily the same person's diet. So you might have specific disease states or different things that are going on in your body that we might have to tweak things for. But the things that we're talking about today are pretty general for everybody. Hyperpalatable, processed food, loaded with sugars and oils and sodium is not great for anybody. But a coach can help you, you know, really make a meal plan that's personalized for you. Um, do you have any good recipe ideas for, for folks at home that you could share? Sure. Like, we have lots on the Willis-Knighton, um, you know, website, so you can check us out there. I do lots of videos, you know, and, and show you in person. But um, one of my best tips is really just to make things simple. I like to say, if we're talking about fruits and vegetables, a great way to incorporate them is what I call get in the three S's every day, and that is soup or a salad or a smoothie. I know it's hard to think about soup on a day when it's almost, you know, in the high <laughs> 90s. But, um, you know, smoothies are a great way to get in. And I'm talking about a fruit and a vegetable smoothie. So um, even though that might sound terrible, you know, check out some of our videos on, um, you know, on the Willis Knighton website that uh, that we go through and I show you how exactly how to make them. But they actually taste delicious. And, and then a salad, you don't really need a recipe for a salad. But I always like to say, watch the video because what we think about a salad, it might be like just a little little bit of lettuce, lots of cheese, lots of bacon bits, <laughs> lots of fried chicken strips, lots of ranch on top. Uh, this is so people say, "Oh, I eat salads," and I have no idea why I'm, you know, in the health, you know, having the health complications. So um, we really want lots of variety. So um, you know, while broccoli might be fantastic, it's a great anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer food. It has different benefits than tomatoes. You know, it has different benefits than mushrooms. Nuts and seeds have different benefits too. So we really want to make sure sure we're getting lots and lots of variety. The healthiest people in one of the healthiest diets is going to include 30 different um, plants. And so what that would look like, that sounds like, you know, again, this big tar target that you can't hit. But let's say you're having, you know, a salad. And if I put, um, you know, beans in there, that's a different, you know, that's also different. If I add nuts and seeds, I might add strawberries to that. I might add a lot of different things. So it can be, um, it can be all different kinds of recipes, but Make them simple. Mm. You're making me hungry here. Good. But a healthy hungry. <laughs> healthy hungry, right. <laughs> okay, we have Joey on the line right now. Joey, good afternoon to you. What is your question for Julie? Uh, how you doing, y'all? How are you, Julie? <laughs> Hi, Joey. <laughs> uh, my question is, uh, I'm uh, 40 years old, and uh, I've not really been active uh, my whole life, but uh, I stopped drinking uh, sugar, sugar water. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, started drinking nothing but uh, water and uh, V8. And uh, my question is that, like, I I'm training to become a cop, and uh, I, w I weigh like two forty-four, and I'm trying to lose weight, like, to, to get down back to two hundred. And the best, you know, the best foods for me to eat, what I need to do uh, to get to. to you know, that point to, to where I need to be. 
That's a, that's a fantastic question, and I love your goal of our guys in blue. We certainly back the blue, and uh, what a great motivator. And you are off to a great start. One of the first things that I like to focus on in a diet is what do you drink, because um, you know those like you like you talked about sugar water. Um, it's empty <laughs> calories, and it's also an inflammatory um, you know food because of all of the sugar. The high fructose corn syrup is one of those things we certainly want to avoid. So if you can have all of your um, anything you drink and I'm even going to target fruit juice in here too it's just excess okay. um, you know excess uh, sugar again even though it has the word right. fruit in there so everything that you drink could be um, you know could be uh, zero calories but I do want to make sure you're getting plenty of electrolytes so the form of electrolytes non-sugar mm -hmm. um, we could even put just like some squeeze of lemon in the water you know so that's a great place oh. to start so coffee's okay I want you to really watch the creamer um, you know if it's if it's another yeah. form of sugar in the diet sugar is really the killer even though you look at a back of a uh, soda and it would say like zero fat um, it actually contributes more to fat than you know than like an avocado okay. which is more you know more of a healthy fat so that's a great thing and you wow. know what another good tip that I like to um, I like to tell people trying to lose weight because it's something that's so easy and guess what you don't even have to cook when you do it um, it's stop mm -hmm. eating you know um, at, at a certain time, usually three to four hours. So I love, you know, most of us need to be getting sleep between 10 p.m. and 5 p.m. if you're not a shift worker. So if you could stop eating, you know, sometime around, uh, did I just say 5 p.m.? I meant, yeah, I'm, I was sorry, thinking, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is it 10 p.m. <laughs> to 5 a.m.? 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., excuse me. Um, but if we could stop eating around 5 to 6 p.m. and then not have yeah. anything to eat until, you know, the next morning, that is, um, right. you know, what we call digestive rest some people are calling it some intermittent fasting you really don't get to intermittent fasting until uh -huh. it's closer to 14 or I've 16. Before. yeah and, and then but some, some people think they do that because they're like oh well I don't eat dinner but they're eating a snack then maybe they're having a beer or a glass of wine that will definitely break your or fast. ice cream yeah or ice cream certainly <laughs> would break a fast um, you know but that's a, that's one of those things that we call low-hanging fruit what you drink and then stopping at a decent time and going to bed at a decent time is really one of the best right. parts of health so try a little bit of that intermittent fasting you can now you did mention v8 so um, I get that question a lot and so I did mention smoothies I love for you to you know make your own V8s there's great recipes you could get online but for now it's what we call good better and best it's gr much better than having a soda or drink but it does some of those do contain a lot of sodium which can still you know uh, not contribute you know uh, better but until until you keep moving making progress we say progress not perfection mm -hmm. so that's a great move in yep, the right, right direction um, but you got to get moving Joey you got to get off the couch and we got to get moving we don't have to do you know crossfit or run a marathon but we need to move every single day walking is a fantastic exercise to um, to start with so if you start with those three things kill the sugar in your diet and all those forms that we just talked about um, stop eating at six you know around 6 p.m. please go to bed on time don't eat again you know uh, <laughs> until the next morning and uh, you know get seven aim for seven to eight hours of sleep and uh, get your body moving um, I will look forward to seeing you in the blue uniform. Um, me too. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you so much. <laughs> All right, that was that was some good advice there, Joey, and thank you for that question, yeah, Joey. Great question. And uh, yeah, I I do keto, and I've seen some results from that. Mm -hmm.
I definitely don't do enough exercise though, so I can I could add that. It takes that all in. the things, and that's why you know food. Of course, as a dietitian, I focus a lot on food, but I also have you know education and uh, expertise in lifestyle medicine. So while I like to say food is medicine, exercise is also medicine, um, meditation is also medicine. So it really takes all the things. So we can't just you know sit on the couch and drink a green smoothie and then think we're going to be healthy. But we also can't exercise seven days a week and then you know drive up to a drive-through and eat all our, you know our breakfast you know egg McMuffins and still be healthy so it really takes a balance of all the things but sometimes people just get stuck and just go oh I, I can't do all the things so I'm gonna do nothing you know start very simple just like Joey was such a great example because if I could get someone to quit drinking sodas because I get this question and a that lot. was hard for me yes. it's hard to get off the sugar yes it's um, sugar is addictive and so there is a there was a great study that they did between rats. Although we're not rats, it, you know um, we can uh, uh, make a lot of uh, inferences. But they wanted to shock the rats as they ate sugar to see how long it would take them to quit eating the sugar. The the rats continued to eat the sugar until they just died because it was such an addictive you know substance for them that they just never wanted to stop regardless of the pain. And so I find this a lot in people's lives is that you know even people surviving cancer they're like. I still don't want to give up this or that. Mostly it has to do with sugar and sugar drinks. They're like, if I could just have one. And here's the and here's the problem with that scenario, and I get this question a lot. It's just one Coke. It probably is not going to be a big deal. I had heard this so much that I made um, you know, a visual of what it looks like, how much sugar you're really taking in, one Coke for a week, one Coke for a month. And it literally is pounds of sugar. So if, the, if you're adding that much, just think of how much improvement you could get by taking one Coke a day out. So I don't just rip it out, you know, um, unless that's what you want. So if you're, you know, having two Cokes a day, let's just try one for a few weeks until we can kind of work our way out. You know, now some people love to go cold turkey. Did you go cold turkey? I didn't. I, I just did yeah. the, what did you say? The good? Yeah, good, better, and best. Good, better, and best. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's Progress, not perfection. Right. You know, and so that's another real important tip for people. I say, do not be furious with yourself if you look, oh, I can't do it, so I'm just going to give up. We say, be curious, not furious. So, you know, figure out what it is uh, about that Coke that you're like. D is it that you, is it wakes you up in the morning? And if that's the case, maybe you need to work on your bedtime sleep. You know, kind of figure out what it, what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know, and is it if it's something that is addictive, like coffee, like you know, a lot of those sugary, high to palatable um, carbohydrate processed foods. Um, make no mistake, a lot of these companies spend lots of money to make you addicted. I hate to tell you tell you that on a TV show, but um, <laughs> it is it's it's true. Is that it, you know we enjoy the foods, you know, and so they're making them, you know, with lots of sugar, lots of salt that um, that hijack our taste buds and just keep us coming back for more. That's what I would do. Just one Coke a day. Yeah. Every day. Right. I'm going to bring that for you. I had to wean myself <laughs> off of it slowly. Good for but you. But now when you, once you're off, have you experienced health benefits from doing that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I, I feel like it was the sugar 
that would make me gain weight. It, it really, it really is, and that's what I always try to encourage people. It's hard to, to say that in the moment, but what you gain is so much more than what you give up. You know, you're like, oh, I really, I just love this so much, and um, it, it, you really gain your health. You lose weight. You feel so much better. You know, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, that's not as good as the way I feel. You know, exactly. Exactly. You're exactly right, Julie. So in cancer survivorship, some people will start uh, not feeling hungry. Um, what, what should they do in this situation? That's a problem, you know, when COVID happened um, and people started to lose their sense of taste and smell, uh -huh. they really, that was really just a barely an insight of what cancer survivors go through all the time. Um, and that it, it, you don't feel like eating sometimes, you know, cause we eat with all of our senses, you know, our eyes and our smell and our taste, these are such important parts. And sometimes during cancer treatments that can be shut down. So we really still wanna encourage uh, strong seasoned foods, you know, can make a difference. Sometimes citrus foods, cold foods like smoothies um, can really be um, easier, you know, to digest and absorb and palatable, you know, so um, adding in more spices and stronger, even fermented foods like, you know, sometimes pickles can have a more of a flavor and then adding those kinds of foods with other foods that we know are healthy, if, even though they don't um, look so good now, if we can add some of those spices and some of those other things, you know, in there and then some things do come back on track once our health starts to improve because um, a lot of our senses our taste and smell um, you know come from different types of uh, micronutrients so when we're depleted in all of that and that starts to come back online then a lot of our taste and smell and senses start to you know uh, come back online as well are there foods that can help with fatigue kind of make you make you not feel so tired Yes, yeah, you know, food is energy. That's what calories, you know, are. And so, but the right kind of foods um, can absolutely provide more energy. So it's more of a balanced diet. So that's the thing that we focus on. But one thing that we, when we talk about food that a lot of times people forget that's very important to energy um, is water and is hydration. And I know it sounds boring, the water message that people think they hear all the time. Most of us um, are clinically dehydrated most of the time. If you think you sleep and you know eight hours we hope you're sleeping you know seven to eight hours you wake up dehydrated and what's the first beverage you look for is that coffee mm -hmm. or that coke which is dehydrating you know and then you start your day and so people you know even though you're just maybe drinking only water you might not be drinking enough and that's one of the best ways that we uh, know to, to give energy Food, you know, high, um, uh, really good whole foods, but you gotta make sure you're getting that hydration component in there too. And that is a great foundation uh, for providing energy to the body. Absolutely. And so, like you mentioned, sometimes someone dealing with cancer may lose their, their sense sense of taste or smell what if what if the food just tastes bland and and that makes someone not want to eat it it that is you know a problem and just you know complete apathy to food you know is really an issue that you know especially during treatment and so like i said hopefully hopefully bringing um back nutrients to the body can make a difference but bland food we want to season and we think or especially in the south that salt you know seasons food but we really want to season with other things that maybe you might 
might not have tried pre-treatment, you know, uh, oregano and rosemary, and these are real pungent, um, but they're also incredibly highly beneficial. There's one of those plants out of those 30 things that we were talking about getting into the diet. People don't think about herbs and spices. And so things like curry, you know, those are all incredibly anti-inflammatory still, but also can help stimulate the senses, you know, too. But those real pungent herbs, adding that to that's not bland. I love onions and garlic. So we're still adding a lot of flavor, but not just, you know, not just trying to, you know, do that with salt. Peppers are still fantastic. You know, sometimes people can, um, you know, really taste uh, those kind of, uh, you know, more uh, pungent foods, you know, and fiery foods like that. Herbs like um, ginger, you know, can be uh, real helpful in, in uh, more of the hot, hot type of herbs like that. Mm -hmm. And so when you see different people at the cancer center, um, are there different diets for different types of cancers? So again, we really want to personalize this message. So mm -hmm. it, it depends on maybe what part of your body that the treatment affected negatively. Is it, you know, now that you're having trouble digesting some of your favorite foods, you know, um, other things uh, that they'd lose a lot of nutrients, that they lose a lot of muscle mass. So we really want to um, focus, you know, specifically on the individual, but just making sure we've got those anti-inflammatory foods in place every day high quality amounts and we're staying hydrated is the you know is the best advice for no matter what cancers but there are some specific things like we know that uh, for colon cancer for instance there are foods that um, really increase your chances of getting it for you know not only uh, secondary prevention but primary prevention known carcinogens like processed meats like hot dogs and you know hams and uh, a lot of deli meats and so we really want to make sure Sure, you know, especially if someone's recovering from those types of cancers, that we really, um, you know, avoid or severely limit, you know, those types of things. And then you'd be surprised how much a specific food can uh, can can target specific types of cancer. As when we say food is medicine, it really is medicine and some targeted medicine, you know, to be sure. But um, that's why the variety is so important. So food really makes a difference. It absolutely, not just in calories, because people think, oh, I need, to, I need the, you know, the food just to get my energy up or just for the calories. You need all the, the types of food, um, you know, and again, in their whole form, not the potato chips that are just going to give you some, you know, extra calories or the Coke, just maybe because it, it might, you know, uh, the cold might feel good. We need to get food in its whole food, uh, in its whole food form. Is there a way to encourage, say, my loved one has cancer and they're getting treatment and it's hard to get them to eat better? What, what do you say to them? That that a cancer affects um, the whole you know the whole household the mm -hmm. whole family family and friends um, because it is not just that one person and it's so hard to see a loved one when you're just like I want you to eat I want you to eat but um, I also would you know uh, would tell you too be mindful of what the, you know what they're going through it sometimes if they just can't eat they might be listening to their body and maybe they need some digestive rest at this point but another very um, supportive thing that you could do 
do is that um, not bring a lot of those highly processed, highly palatable foods. This is a diet that, um, and we when we have classes and and um, and webinars and things like that, we want uh, the family to be included. I want all the family. If I you know if I'm doing a seminar, want the families to come because the most that they can do uh, is is be a good example. Eat the same way. You know if the if the patient is needs to have you know um, a smoothie, encourage them with also a smoothie themselves. That is a great idea. Be a good example, you know, and eat together. It would encourage the patient a lot more when everybody's doing the same thing instead of they're on the other, you know, on the other side having to eat, you know, something not palatable and someone's bringing in a bucket of chicken. Exactly. <laughs> well, we have Linda on the phone right now. Linda, what is your question for Julie? Well, listen, y'all are having a wonderful program, but I've lost weight on using this no-calorie sweetener made with saccharin. Is this a no-no? I'm not a fan of artificial sweeteners, Linda, yes, and I, I want you to um, uh, to know that the research behind that, it's not about the calories that are the problem, it's what it does to what we call uh, our gut microbiome, if y'all have ever heard of that, but it, it um, can kill a lot of healthy bacteria in the gut and therefore has other complications beside that. So I really try to limit a lot of things artificial. That's, that's not just pink, which is, you know, that's pink, blue, uh, and yellow sweeteners. So I love, you know, if you have to sweeten things, a little stevia, maybe a little monk fruit, you know, but we really try to get out as, as much artificial things as possible because it's not natural to the body. And so our bodies, you know, uh, have a different response. It doesn't know what it is. Sometimes it can have an inflammatory response, even though sometimes people can, um, you know, think they're having decreased calories and they lose weight. Some of the more recent studies, people that drank Diet Coke actually gained more weight. Ooh. Thank you so much for that, Linda. We appreciate your phone call. Okay, so stay away from pink, blue, and yellow? Yes, pink, blue, all of those. Just the, again, it's what we go back to that. If we can't read it, if you were to look up and you have to Google ingredients to figure out what it is, it's not, you know, it's not healthy. Stevia, a lot of people don't know, is just an herb. You can grow it in your backyard. I grow it. It's a healthy little plant. And so um, it does take some processing. You know, so if you need something a little sweet, that's a better sweetener. But, um, you know, anything that's created in a lab, we're trying to, you know, eliminate it. But but um, let's try to get, get rid of as much sugar as, as we can instead of just trying to swap it out, you know. Let's just try to learn to love natural sweetness of, you know, of foods. Like a sweet potato, delicious all by itself, uh, you know, unlike how we do it in the South. Marshmallows, brown sugar, you know, all of those kinds of things. Bacon bits, yeah. sour Progress, cream. not perfection. Remember, everybody, progress, <laughs> not perfection. All right. Well, I have loved this show so much. Nutrition is always so interesting. We got to have you back sometime soon. Thank you so much. I'd love to come back. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we got to get on those recipes and cook some healthy That's food. That's right. That's right. Keep it simple. <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep it simple. All right. Well, thank you so much again. I can't, can't thank you enough. And uh, stay tuned. I think it's next week we have another Healthline. And um, yeah, stay healthy and hydrated today. Great advice.